In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Who made heaven and earth. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. And you forgave the iniquities of my sin. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Shout for joy to God, all the earth. Alleluia. Sing the glory of his name. Give to him glorious praise. Alleluia. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. So great is your power that your enemies come cringing to you. Come and see what God has done. He is awesome in his deeds toward the children of man. Bless our God, O peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard. Who has kept our soul among the living and has not let our feet slip?
Let us pray. Almighty God, you show those in error the light of your truth so that they may return to the way of righteousness. Grant faithfulness to all who are admitted into the fellowship of Christ's church that they may avoid whatever is contrary to their confession and follow all such things as are pleasing to you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading for the fourth Sunday of Easter, Jubilate, is from Lamentations, chapter 3. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man that he bear the yoke in his youth. Let him sit alone in silence when it is laid on him. Let him put his mouth in the dust. There may yet be hope. Let him give his cheek to the one who strikes, and let him be filled with insults. For the Lord will not cast off forever, But though he caused grief, 
he will have compassion according to the abundance of his steadfast love. For he does not willingly afflict or grieve the children of men. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. Great is our Lord and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. Praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God. For it is pleasant and a song of praise is fitting. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the outcasts of Israel. He heals the broken and binds up their wounds. He determines the number of the stars. He gives to all of them their names. Great is our Lord and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond The Lord lifts up the humble. He casts the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Make melody to our God on the lyre. He covers the heavens with clouds. He prepares rain for the earth. He makes grass grow on the hills. He gives to the beasts their food, and to the young ravens that run. His delight is not in the strength of the horse, nor his pleasure in the legs of a man. But the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him, in those who hope in his steadfast love. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy our Lord and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. The epistles from 1 Peter chapter 2. Beloved, as I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh 
which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. Honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the emperor. Servants, be subject to your masters with all respect, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the unjust. For this is a gracious thing, when, mindful of God, one endures sorrows while suffering unjustly. For what credit is it if when you sin and are beaten for it you endure? But if when you do good and suffer for it you endure, this is a gracious thing in the sight of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. redemption to his people. Alleluia. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? Alleluia. Gospel according to St. John, the 16th chapter. Jesus said, A little while, and you will see me no longer, and again a little while, and you will see me. So some of his disciples said to one another, What is this that he says to us? A little while, and you will not see me, and again a little while, and you will see me, and because I am going to the Father. So they were saying, What does he mean by a little while? We do not know what he is talking about. Jesus knew that they wanted to ask him, so he said to them, Is this what you are asking yourselves, what I meant by saying, A little while, and you will not see me, and again a little while, and you will see me? Truly, truly, I say to you, You will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will will turn into joy. When a woman is giving birth, she has sorrow because her hour has come. But when she has delivered the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. So also you have sorrow now, but I will see you again 
and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy from you. This is the Gospel of the Lord. We confess our common Christian faith and show love for one another by confessing out loud the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is is risen risen indeed. Alleluia. Alleluia. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. There's no doubt that today's gospel reading is the most repetitive (laughs) of the church year. A little while, a little while. Again, a little while. Is this what you're asking? By a little while. Now, this is not some kind of translation error. I don't think it's the evangelist John just trying to annoy you. He wants you to focus your minds and your heart upon those words, a little wild, because they are given to you for your comfort. They're given to get your attention and to emphasize the fundamental truth of your Christian life. You live a life that has weeping and lament, sorrow and grief. But all of that is but for a little while. Your weeping will be turned into joy. Your laments into praise and thanksgiving. Your sorrow into delightful relief. Even your grief into joy. It'll just be a little while. Just be patient, right? Well, the patience is the hardest part. Because everyone's life and yours is full of pain, misery, terror, grief, shame, suffering, and heartache. No one, no one can escape this reality. But that doesn't stop you from trying. You seek escape. And you'll resort to just about everything to avoid what you don't like about this life. That's because you've swallowed a lie that tells you that your life should be pain-free, healthy, happy, without a care. That's why a staggering number of you, maybe, or even our church members, are addicted to prescription painkillers. It's why many, even of you, fall back to alcohol to escape your misery. It's why you seek the pleasures of life in a desperate attempt to ignore reality, filling your bellies, titillating your senses, satisfying your lusts. But try as you might, the pain... It always comes back. The grief never goes away. The guilt of what you have done, it lingers. The shame, it sticks to you like tar and feathers. Remember the one truth given today. That you live in an in-between time. In a little while. That is, the time before your Lord's ascension and his return again in glory on the last day. You live in between life and death and resurrection. You live in between the hopeful promise and the realization of that promise and hope face to face. That's why when someone says to you after the death of a loved one, It'll get better. You'll get over it. They're lying. When someone says to you when you're suffering physically, 
you'll learn to accept the pain. That's a lie. When someone says to you about your sin, you've just got to find a way to forgive yourself. Again, they're lying. All of these so-called coping mechanisms do nothing good. And actually, they make things worse. Because you don't get over the death of someone you love. You can't ignore or forget the pain. And you absolutely cannot forgive yourself. Absolve your guilt or cleanse yourself of shame. That's reality. And Christians call a thing what it is. You don't sidestep, ignore, dance around, or sugarcoat what is real. Instead, as Christians, you're being trained by your Lord to meet it head on, to confess brutal reality, the brutal reality of this mortal, sinful life. And it's not because Jesus or his preachers are about afflicting your conscience, just making you feel miserable. It's not because you are masochists who joy in pain and suffering and shame and guilt. No, it's because apart from calling this life for what it is, you cannot know and you cannot understand your great need and then seek relief where it's promised to be found in Jesus. So in the midst of this time where everyone is growing impatient, it seems what five weeks is not but a little while, but it's rather been an eternity. Let's confess reality for what it is. We live in a sinful, broken world. This isn't the first disease and it won't be the last one that we're afflicted by. And the ways that we try to cope with reality won't help. Platitudes, they don't do. Fake words of comfort, you'll get over it, it'll get better. That's not going to help either. And seeking pleasure or pills or the bottle, that's not going to end it. Self-help, meditation, that's going to fail too. And the reason is because if you're sick, you need a healer. If you're in sorrow, you need a joy bringer. If you're in pain, then you need a comforter. If you are burdened by your sin, you need a forgiver. You desperately want and need these things now. And they aren't found inside you. They come from outside you. That's what Jesus wants you to hear today. This little while is not intended by God to drive you into despair, hopelessness, misery, or unbelief. He does not willingly afflict his children. But with discipline comes endurance. And with endurance, you're being taught by your Lord to be patient. The life of the flesh, the life under the cross, is all meant to drive you to your Savior, to Jesus, who is your healer, your joy bringer, your comforter, your forgiver. That's the point. That's the point of everything our Lord and God allows us to suffer. To teach us that we need 
Christ Jesus, in all things. And we need Jesus, the Jesus who gave his life and shed his blood on Calvary for you. You need Jesus who promises again to come with joy that never ends and that no one can take from you. Nothing and no one else is actually going to do. Only Jesus. His hope, his love, his patience, his forgiveness will satisfy the deepest need of your life. And that's the truth. That's what's really real. Truth doesn't ignore the pain. Truth doesn't sidestep your struggles. Truth doesn't avoid misery. Truth is no pat on the back in the midst of grief. That wouldn't be your Jesus, your truth. Instead, your Jesus entered into your life, suffered your great pain, struggled against your sin and doubt, and grieved over your death for you. He knows exactly how you feel, what you're experiencing, where you've gone wrong. Your Jesus wept for you, his friends. Your Jesus laments your unbelief. He suffers your rejection. And for it all, he died your death. That's true. That's what's real. And thus, in reality, you are not abandoned, you are not forgotten. Jesus has not left you alone. His compassions never fail. His faithfulness is never ending. Yes, today, you know or feel sorrow, grief, shame, loss, difficulty, burdens, safer at home, doubts and worries, impatience. Don't lie about it. Call it for what it is. And each of you will then bear your cross for the sake of faith. There's no need to lie about it, to speak where God has not, to seek fleeting relief where God hasn't promised it. Instead, you wait quietly, patiently. And patience, that, that what you need for this little while, is promised to you as a gift by the Holy Spirit, working through this word that Jesus has overcome. He has won the victory for you. Look to Jesus. Hope in him. Receive him where he's promised to be. And trust that as you are in Christ, you are a child of God. And thus you have everything God has promised, the salvation of the Lord. And in the meantime, in this little while, hear this word of encouragement. Jesus' spirit dwells in you by your baptism into him. You are God's child now, even despite everything that you're suffering, experiencing. You are the beloved of the Lord, no matter what your feelings might tell you. And today the Holy Spirit has cleansed your conscience, burdened by sin. When you heard those words, your sins are forgiven. The Spirit is speaking to you through the word in preaching and teaching to overcome all the lies that you've heard and the lies that you've told yourself. The Spirit comes when we gather around his table, our Lord's table, to 
hear those words that bless the bread and the wine, saying, this is my body given for you. This is my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of all your sin. The Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus, (laughs) extends his blessing, promising, promising you that God himself is with you even today, even in the midst of this present affliction, to bless you, to sustain you, and to keep you through everything, even through your dying breath. There's no need to lie about it. There's no need for false hope or false promises, and there's no need to try to escape reality. This life is a life marked by the cross with all of its suffering and sorrow and even death. But you have hope because you believe that Christ is coming with his resurrection of the body and life everlasting, his given for you. And with that message, knowing what is to come, knowing the eternity that is yours in Jesus, you can wait quietly, patiently, watching with hope for what you know is to come, waiting for but a little while until Christ will show you everything that you already have, even now, by faith. May God grant it in the name of Jesus. Amen. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, your Lord. Amen.
Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Almighty and eternal God, worthy to be held in reverence by all people everywhere, we give you humble and sincere thanks for the innumerable blessings you have bestowed on us without any merit or worthiness on our part. We praise you especially for preserving for us your saving word and the holy sacraments. Grant and preserve to your holy church throughout the world purity of doctrine and provide faithful pastors to preach your word with power. Help all who hear the word rightly to understand and truly to believe it. Send laborers into your harvest and open the door of faith to those who do not know you. 
Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, in mercy bring to repentance the enemies of your church and grant them amendment of life. Protect and defend your church in all tribulation and danger and sustain with your spirit our brothers and sisters in Christ around the world who experience persecution. Strengthen us and all fellow Christians to set our hope fully on the grace revealed in Christ and help us to fight the good fight of faith that in the end we may receive the salvation of our souls. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving God, bestow your grace on all nations of the earth. Bless especially our country, its inhabitants, and all who are in authority. Let your glory dwell in our land, that mercy and truth, righteousness and peace may abound in all places. Bless also all who serve in our armed forces, that they may serve with integrity and honor. Protect the doctors, nurses, first responders, and scientific researchers who are working to address the pandemic. Lord, in your mercy. Compassionate Lord, graciously defend us from all calamity by fire and water, from war and pestilence, from scarcity and famine, and from every other evil. Protect and prosper all who labor in their rightful callings, and let all useful arts flourish among us. Be the God and Father of the lonely and forsaken, the helper of the sick, needy, and unemployed, and the comforter of the distressed and those who sorrow. Look with mercy especially upon those who have requested our prayers, including Sarah, Marcella, Jan, Brad, Janet, Carol, Chris, and Sandy, Linda, Joan, Ken, Aaron, Brian, Michael, and Dick, that they may ever cling to Jesus as their sure and certain hope. Lord, in your mercy... Hear our prayer. Grant your Holy Spirit to all those who desire to come to the Lord's table this day, that they may wait with hope, knowing that they will once again receive the very body and blood of Jesus Christ in repentance and faith and to their abundant blessing. Look with kindness upon us who cannot gather and bring us together again at your table soon. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, as we are strangers and pilgrims on earth, help us by true faith and a godly life to prepare for the world to come, doing the work you have given us to do while it is day, before the night comes when no one can work. And when our last hour comes, support us by your power and receive us into your heavenly kingdom. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, grant your church your Holy Spirit and the wisdom that comes down from above that your word may not be bound but have free course and be preached to the joy and edifying of Christ's holy people. That in steadfast faith we may serve you and in the confession of your name abide unto the end. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Amen.